Re. Hi everyone and welcome to SideQuest 20 of High Scores High Stakes, the podcast that's created in chaos but wishes it was in paradise. I'm your host as always, Mr. Lover Lover, and with me are my co-hosts. Hi Lover, how you doing? Cardinal here. Good to be back. Back from the depths. It's he incredible. Is... This is amazing. This is the first time we've had more than two quadrants in donkeys. <laughs> Welcome back, Cardinal Mate. Welcome back. Sight you, to behold. Isn't you it? have been missed, mate. You have been missed. So yes, side quest 20 then. And this is our last side quest before season Shock. three starts. I know. <laughs> these, <laughs> these side quests have gone off for quite some time, but we are ready to lock and load season three, which will be with you next week. No Golly. pressure, no pressure, gentlemen, no pressure. But season three has to be bigger and better than season two, and I think it will be. I think it will be. With no excuses, it's points. not. That's it, no, I have to. The R&D has been long, long overdue on this one, so I think it's go big or go home on this one. Yeah, and that's it. And whilst we're talking about the past and the future of High Scores High Stakes, I think it's a perfect time to tell the listeners, because we have first-time listeners, you never know what exactly this podcast is. So usually this podcast is for friends competing in PlayStation game challenges every single week. Every week is a new game and a new challenge, and we are competing with each other in a league table. The person who wins a challenge gets three points, second place gets two points, third place gets one point, and fourth place gets zero points. That's what we are usually. We are still in our pre-season, so... What we do in our side quest then is we just discuss all things video games. And that's what we're going to do tonight, gentlemen, because tonight is our Desert Island Games episode where we have picked three games. If we ever find ourselves trapped on a desert island that had nothing more than any console ever made or PC and a TV and nothing else to do on it, what games would we play? And this episode is a wee bit more special than that because we have thrown out into social medias and asked for friends of the podcast, our listeners, what three games would you play if you were trapped in a desert island? And shock, horror, we have responses to that question. We have many responses. <laughs> we do. So we'll be reading them out at the end of the episode. So if you want to listen to them, make sure you hang about till the end of the episode. So what do we need to do now? Right. Where can you find... Everything we do on the internet, we do things on TikTok, on YouTube, on Twitch.tv, on Instagram, the whole heap. If it's if it exists on the internet, we are there. How do you find us? Go to highscoreshighstakes.com and click on the icons on top of the screen. It'll bring you straight to everywhere we are on the internet. Nice, simple, clean, just like this segue. <laughs> <laughs> all about the segways, isn't it? It's all about the segways. We need to keep them crisp and clean. So, Cardinal, for the first time in a long time, tell me, what are you playing? <laughs> what am I playing? There it is. Um, I'll tell you what I'm not playing because this is not post February 29th, which means Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is not out yet. So, that is not <laughs> what I'm playing. What I. <laughs> <laughs> I am playing though and quite enjoying for its cinematicness is Final Fantasy 16. Okay. Because I got it for Christmas and it has been terrifically good and a real return to form and modernization of the entire franchise. I've bit my tongue, so it was kind of hard to talk, which is great for a podcast where you talk. 
unreal but, unreal content <laughs> but it's really good it's really good kind of gets darker in places but i kind of like that mm-hmm. yeah adult games for it's, adult folk it's one of them ones as well i don't really think i'll be playing it myself i played the demo really enjoyed the demo but i actually could probably get more enjoyment watching other people play these big final fantasy titles so i that's most of my time is spent watching them on twitch <laughs> yeah and I'm, I'm going to stream it on twitch nice Ooh. that's all i'll do Exciting. Um, play, press L3 and R3 to accept the truth. That's what I'll be doing. That's a meme. I'm trying to drive that forward. <laughs> you do it in the game. It's very dramatic. He's like clenching his fist and it says press L3 and R3 to accept truth. I love that. <laughs> that is like good. press X to pay respect. <laughs> F, right? Yeah. <laughs> So Final Fantasy 16, does the quality hold up from the... Does it keep up the same quality as it, the demo had? That's the real question. Never played the demo. Oh. I didn't want to spoil anything for myself. So okay. I cannot compare. Okay. I the really enjoyed was, the demo. To be demo fair. was great. <laughs> it really was. I really yeah. liked it. I'll play it one day. One day. Whenever I get time. Is anything else been playing Cardinal or just uh, Final Fantasy 16? Bit of Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, I actually thought you weren't going to come to record tonight because I could see that you were online and I said, Cardinal Smith is playing Baldur's Gate 3. And tonight is me. Thursday, okay? On Thursday <laughs> nights, I sometimes play a little, little games club with work ones. And I was waiting for them to log in. And then I got a message from Lover here saying, Get online, you bum. And so here I Not am. an exact quote. That's not the exact. Right? So you use slightly colourful language there, but yeah. I think it was actually. Little, I think it was actually <laughs> less harsh. <laughs> more polite. <laughs> He's not that bad, guys. No, I'm not. I'm not like a dictator here. Just absolutely own these boys in video games. Doesn't make me look like a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> so, Baldur's Gate Three, any good? That is two hefty RPGs we play at the same time. By the way, the tomahawk approach. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, balance. Just start spreading yourself then. Try to complete everything. <laughs> I complete nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that is too hefty games. Like, fair play. Fair play. Because what's the play- runtime of Final Fantasy sixteen? Like, 40 hours? I have no idea. I think I'm it's only like f- about four or five hours in. Well, let's get three. I think I'm entering the final act. I-, I-, I presume there's only three acts. Yeah, there is, yeah. So I am in the last one. And apparently the third one is the bug ridden act so see if frequently crashed and like stuff gone wrong storylines have bugged out i'm gonna finish it though i just want to complete it yeah i just it's the the one piece of advice i saw on the internet consistently since its release once you hit act three save frequently because it will crash for no reason i love it modern gaming this is what it's all about day one patches that fix nothing except take up hard drive space and frequent crashes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what about you, Tomahawk? Tell me. What are you playing? Unreal. Perfect. Uh, so aside Unreal? from Unreal, no. Aside from streaming uh, Bloodborne and uh, taking a toll on my mental health playing that, I uh, took... Well, <laughs> <laughs> that is the theme of the game, so... App. That is. It's, it's not on my Desert Island list anyway, so for good reason. Um... I've also been dipping into, and this is, I'm going to blame the state of play for this one because um, after watching Death Stranded 2. Yes! 
I re-downloaded the uh, director's cut of Death Stranding. I saw you playing this the other day. It's going yeah. all in. I have committing. I think that's the one that's primarily taken my focus. Now, if I do my two nights a week streaming, I'm going to put maybe three or four nights in a week playing Death Stranding. Okay. I don't know if Kojima is a time-traveling wizard or if he's just ahead of the curve. For, In essence, for a walking sim, this game's absolutely phenomenal. I think just <laughs> the world building alone... Yes. And the lore that kind of has come with it in this world that you're figuring out in re- in real time, mind's blown. Yeah, Playing it. yeah, it's it's a really interesting game. I think is the best way of putting it. The lore is like there's so much depth to everything in the game, and it drip feeds you it like consistently throughout. Yeah, it, it, people people say it's boring, and in a sense, it is. I mean, it's literally go to your base. Pick it's up a delivery yeah. and then and then walk it to a place. There's no fast travel. There's nothing like that. And the whole game is all about the journey <laughs> to these areas. But, but he drip it. feeds you just every delivery drip feeds you a little bit more lore, either about a character or a region or the greater story. The greater story. And it yeah. keeps you on the hook an awful lot and you're thinking maybe i'll get the answer to that now maybe i'll get the answer to that now and he's like no he's just like the the dollar bill on the end of a fishing line and he's just that's reeling it. you in and that's but that's exactly how it gets really you good though because what kojima seems to have done here is there's like a, a message multi-layered message in this one so the whole idea is you have to reconnect america you have to sort of bring everyone together you know humanity will only thrive if they're not secluded away yep. but also, it's that element of the online, like the sort of online mode in the, the game. The online's brilliant. Where it's, it's the same so thing. It it's like the, the online the player is, is better served with human interaction and human cooperation. So it's just crazy how the theme of the story is also reflected in the theme of the gameplay as well. Like you can't really, unless someone's left a rope for you to descend or is left a bridge for you to traverse you know you're going to struggle if you don't have those resources yourself. So you are relying on otherworldly factors nearly to to accomplish it so it's, it's brilliant storytelling both for the narrative and actually for like the gameplay the gameplay everything's linked the one to everything else um and there, you do have those decisions to make at times where you can donate your is it chiral shards yeah you can to like the to other the greater good points and stuff yeah, yeah yeah and it's bringing well worth doing that by the way i don't know it's... what it's like now but when i was playing it there was the community were trying to build a road from the main city to the opposite end of america and when i was playing it there was like this beautiful straight road oh, no that way. like it was amazing it got me through episode act four or five and then the road ran out so and like the next share point was like you could see people were donating to it because every time i went back to it it was like exponentially this, bigger but it's amazing yellow brick road going through america <laughs> i think it's 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 great like and if it's not a, a metaphor for like everything that happened through the pandemic i don't know what it is like but it, it's it's such a weirdly relevant game despite being set in this fantastical 
parallel universe of America, basically. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you seen Troy Baker's character yet? Not How yet. Far, no, yeah? I'm only just towards the end of Act Two, so I haven't okay. been doing an awful lot. I've just been kind of getting. I love the mechanics. I actually just like don't mind just walking because the camera does that lovely pan out, and then you get a bit of a music. a music track play, and it's just quite nice to kind of lose yourself in the in the game in the game itself. Yeah. So I I'm strapped in for this one i know it's going to be a big endeavor but yeah all for it yeah it's really beautiful that was beautiful to listen to guys that's a real homage to hideo's work there it is going into this thinking i was just going oh it's just a walk it's him it's just going to be like drip feature story but then as you're playing it like i think maybe the mature grown-up in me playing these video games these days i'm like that's really clever do yeah, and the grand scheme of things really works. We had, we obviously came out before the pandemic mm-hmm. that we experienced, and it just became weirdly relevant mm-hmm. when we started playing it. Um, and then you had like the the complete contrast. I find is well reality and everything that happened. But the uh, we, we were hiding away, and you know, and then we had the movie Don't Look Up, which is yep. a story. In complete contrast to that, where humans weren't working together, and uh, we uh, worked towards our own demise, and it was, it's, it's, it's really cool. Like I think, it's so either ahead of its time or he's a time traveling wizard. That's mm. it. I think that's the takeaway from that one, yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think I think what the biggest thing is about it and why it resonates so much is it's narrative heavy and it is gameplay heavy, but you can't like one leap builds into the other you can't separate it's not like oh do this here's a cutscene that does happen but everything is so intertwined even the online aspect is intertwined into your game as well you can see things being built in real time from other players and you know they'll leave ladders for you they'll leave the zip points to help you get down cliffs and stuff it's brilliant look for what other players are giving you it got to the point in that game where it would frequently lose connection and I would save, reboot, and then make sure I was playing that game so I always had a connection because yeah, you just no, got I the full experience. Well. I did it's that as brilliant. well. There was one moment where I genuinely, it knocked me off the server or whatever it was and I did struggle because I was then having to build all my own resources Everything. to then traverse bits. and then, But then when the game goes back online, that exists. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, you get notifications say that X, Y, and Z has liked your little anchor point and that's the like honestly the best thing about that game is when i got to a build point if you think as you push l3 the i think it is pad, isn't it i think and he'll shout hello oh yes yes and then the odd time you will get a response from another player who can that's the only interaction you can have with other players is when you shout you someone will shout back but they're nearly like, like BT. It's, here. it's nearly like a presence of a bt or something like that so it's 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 I, could, I could talk all day about it yeah. to be honest for what little I have played anyway but uh, before I bore everyone to death with my love for Death Stranding at the minute love it. what are we playing this week? <laughs> I've been playing I've been playing two games um, the first one is Helldivers 2 which Incredible. is brilliant <laughs> I thought I've been playing that it is doing so your part <laughs> I, am, I am doing my part it is fun fantastic so it is it's so much fun and every time you go into a mission it's completely different you're doing the same mission over and over again but because of like everything changes so you can have like different weather conditions or the 
enemies will be in different positions there'll be less than be more of them um it's just fantastic even the players you're playing with is just it's so cinematic in the fact that you're doing these things and you're trying to work as a team so you're constantly shouting um if someone's not talking i seem to find that the Helldivers community have very little time for that. If you have no mic plugged in, they'll just kick you. Because <laughs> you need to communicate in it, especially That's in the higher it, yeah. difficulties, yeah. I've been kicked from a couple of games. Have you not? Yeah. I'm, are you, you're playing on Steam though, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing on PlayStation 5. Where it's just like, in the you know, when you land, everyone will sh- talk to one another. And if you don't speak back, they're like, okay, bye. <laughs> you know? crazy but it is one of those games where i completely understand that it, it, you do communication is required absolutely mm. required because it just drops you into like a little plot of land and you can just go anywhere you want and do anything you want but once the enemies come it gets crazy and it gets fast and it's hard it is the a hard gameplay game as tongue-in-cheek as the marketing as the, the game has been shown it's very much Yes, it's it's satirical as all. You know, in the ship, you'll you go for your train, your boot camp training, and it is very Starship Troopers. You know, oh look at you. You know, I've never seen a trooper as good as you before. You're the best hell diver I've ever seen. And tells your business, and it is all very bombastic. You know, call down that airstrike and show those bug b words. What we're made of, <laughs> things like Give that. It's a cup of liberty. <laughs> yeah. it's just oh, like it's gonna be pun punorific isn't it's it? it's exactly like that it's just Incredible. like you know it explains a story to you and it's like now we have to go and show these guys enforced democracy <laughs> do you know who it would be like absolutely perfect for this i always I just have a feeling that the hell divers is led by like zap brannigan yes basically <laughs> yes it's it is brilliant but when once you get into the actual game it's very it's played very straight it is just, oh, okay. you must go and do this, do that, eradicate, you know, as many bugs or yeah. robots as you can. Uh, but you're doing these important missions. So you're like, you're reclaiming lost resources or you're taking out a nest or whatever it is. And it's brilliant. So it's like a persistent world. So when you are flying, so you get the name of ship. My one is the SES Fist of Justice. <laughs> Um, but every time you go to do a mission, you'll see your ship come out of hyperspace. And depending on how many players are doing the same mission, there'll be like no ships or there'll be lots of ships. And you can see as you drop down to the planet, you can see the other players drops and they're like, it's it's fantastic. It's this persistent word. So every time you do a mission, you're doing your part for the war effort. So it could, you know, decrease the threat of the bugs by like 1% or 0.01%, depending on how well you play. It's fantastic. Okay. It it's is really like in depth as well. And yeah, this game just came out of nowhere. Like I said, it came out of nowhere. Like its popularity has just been, um, it's nearly unprecedented yeah. how popular and- it's been. It is. It's... And they haven't expected that. I think that their servers struggled at the start because I mean, yeah. they didn't anticipate as many players concurrently. Yeah, I think it's it's Sony's highest selling game on PC since they started doing this, you know, release on PC. I think it's, what is this, peak concurrence, like 350,000 players. Something like that. It's and that is on crazy. Steam. Like on Tuesday night, I was unable to play the game because the servers had absolutely folded upon themselves. 
And to their credit, though, they are their Twitter account is very, very quick and very responsive. As soon as something happens, they let you know. They're on And they'll yeah. give you a time frame. And usually they stick to it. I mean, I think it was down for about two hours on Tuesday night. Um, but yeah, yeah it's... No, it's only been up for a couple of weeks. Like, so it's going to be yeah. the early doors, like teeth and problems. Like, but I think once just it's in go, full flow. Just to go back to your satirical, you're asking about, does that flow into the game itself? Once you land, you hell dive onto uh, the battlefield. I think the satirical element comes with how quickly you die. <laughs> you've gone through this training, you've got all this stuff, you've got your ship, but you're killed so easily. Yeah. I, I have a genuine um, question about the death mechanic in this game. Is it dead and that's it? Yes or and do no. You get lives. So everyone gets perks and they, you could call for things from your ship uh -huh. so that could be like a weapon drop it could be like an airstrike or it could be a reinforcement so i think depending on the mission depending on the difficulty and depending on all that sort of stuff everyone gets a certain amount of reinforcements so if your teammate dies you just call for a reinforcement and they will come back oh, okay but there is and a time on it so many yeah, I think, I think you get about three or four in my experience. That's actually you get a really clever mechanic, actually. Rather than you just die and then respawn, no, you, you don't. You in. have to be <laughs> caught. Reinforcements have to be called before you can come back in. Not and it, there is a cooldown on it as well. It's about 30 seconds. So if someone dies and then someone else dies and you've already reinforced the first person, the other person has to wait. And you um, picture three, you're, you're like, say somebody, somebody dies, and you're surrounded by bugs or robot killer robots, and you're fighting these guys off. Somebody has to like hold down L one, yeah, or something, and then to open up their little control pad, <laughs> and then punch in directional keys. Like there's a code to reinforce. So you yeah, go up, my. down, left, right, up, down, left, right, up, down, so left. They've right, all in with their, they've got all in with their actual like military procedure then as well it like, looks it's, pretty it's so way. good and it is so funny i was doing a mission it must have been last night or maybe monday night where it was just basically this simple one you know go grab these resources at this outpost and you get there and it was all foggy and misty and we just sort of explored a wee bit and then went and got the gear but because it was foggy and uh, we didn't realize that there was a nest directly behind this outpost so we literally grabbed the gear and was instantly surrounded and just became panicked. People were screaming down the microphones, just run, just get to, get to the evac zone now. And everyone, just, everyone just split and we got eradicated so fast. It was brilliant. And some of the things I'm seeing online from it are just utterly fantastic. It is so cinematic because of its emergent gameplay. It's brilliant. It is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant well, game. It'll be definitely got in the next, uh, at least by by next payday, at least we'll be, uh, yeah. we'll be diving in, so to speak. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> it is good. Other than that, we're playing Tomb Raider, the 1, oh, 2, yeah, and 3 remaster, remaster collection. Even. Yeah, really good. Really good. It's the strangest sort of remaster I've ever played where it's the games exactly as they were, but better graphics. <laughs> yeah, it's Doesn't just it a option? bump up. Yes, so it has that really cool thing where you push this start the share button um, and it flicks between the That's old cool. style and new style graphics. It's really good, really good. It is brilliant. Uh, but I was saying to you, Tom, before this recording, it is a bit, because it is so faithful, it's really clunky. So you save by opening Lara's journal and then save. But when you 
the first time you open the journal, it'll go directly to save. Uh, the second time you save, it'll open up on load. So I had done two levels without saving. Then I went, I should save this. Opened up Lara's journal, went to overwrite my previous save, but it was on the load page. Ugh. So rather than overwriting, I load it myself two levels prior. <laughs> so that was annoying. Yeah, dear. <laughs> but beyond that, it's a really good game. I'm really, I'm really, there. really, really enjoying it. Once you get used to tank controls, Lara Croft, but it's really good. Beautiful looking. Ah, and sure. sounds amazing. They re, I think they re-recorded some of the voice acting and stuff for it. Oh, okay. Mm. You're playing this on the Steam Deck then? Or I am, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, really good. Excellent. Really worthwhile game. And only £20 as well. I got it for 20 quid. Beautiful. Excellent. For three games. And that, that, there we are. Consumer advice, everyone. You're welcome. There you go. You're welcome. I think it's 22 50 at the minute. <laughs> so I think that's it. I think we should get into not the games we are playing, but games we would play. Should we ever find ourselves stranded on a desert island? Tom Hanks style. Tom Hanks style. So let's get there now. <laughs> uh... So this is it. Desert Island Games. What games would we play if we ever find ourselves stranded on a desert island and it only had a TV and every games console forward slash PC ever made? It's easy. It's an easy game. <laughs> so Cardinal. But no internet. No internet. Oh, that is a very good point. There is no internet. They haven't got the underwater fiber optics in there yet, but it's due in the next six months. So, so the letters coming through the post says anyway. <laughs> so without any further ado, Cardinal underscore Smith underscore, tell me, what are your three desert island games? And why have you picked them? Oh, let me tell you. Well, Alright, I'm stranded on a desert island. What am I doing here? Why is there any selection of consoles at all? I don't know. But I'm happy they're here. Okay. I'm thinking I'm going to be here a while. If that's where, where, why I've chosen my games specifically. It's a very defeatist um, attitude. I just presume so. <laughs> but I also presume I'm going to survive for a while too. He just right? wants you time know? away to play games. This is all it is. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I just, just want time away from work. Um, <laughs> so one one game I play far too much of uh, throughout my entire life so why should that change on Desert Island is Football Manager Ooh, um, yes and, 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 and I honestly do put hundreds of hours into Football Manager every mm-hmm. single year and um, there's any amount of leagues in the world I can play and scenarios and challenges I can set for myself. So I am driving the game, setting myself a story I want to do. So and I like football, okay? Why not? But and I can even make my own mods. It comes with an editor. So I can change up the world. But you're scratching your beard here, like geez, I'd rather just die on the island. You're you're there for a while. This is like the handy thing. And Football Manager, any uh, rendition of it, doesn't have an end date, technically. So, no, you just hit regens and then you're you're good to go again. Um, once, yeah, once I'm... you hit that section, once you hit about 50 years into the future and you're playing on the moon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you can suspend your disbelief and I think that's what makes the game. The game's con- constantly going to throw updates out of the blue to the, yeah. to the game of football, I suppose, so it's not a bad start. 
No, not at all. Not at all. Cardinal thinks I hate Football Manager. That is not true. Yeah. Football Manager is a game that I no longer purchase. And it's because right. for about seven or eight years of my life, every time Football Manager came out, I was... Uh, I got, you, doesn't it, I got yeah. nothing done other than Football Manager. So I no longer purchase it because I know what it does to me. So Football Manager is actually a great shite. So it is an absolute great shite. One of my... My greatest achievement in Football Manager was Football Manager 09, I believe it was, bringing Nigeria to ch- world champions. Incredible. Wow. Obafemi Martins. Outrageous. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Obafemi Martins was our talisman, scored two goals in the World Cup final against Argentina. Beautiful. Love it. I think it was about 09 um, where I had, it was the last time I ever managed Liverpool was wow. in Football Manager 09 and yeah. I had Perlo in midfield and a, a new gen striker German kid called Bender who was on real but um, anyway anyway five Champions Leagues in a row anyway <laughs> my next game okay is a little is a little different from Football Manager thankfully and it is unsurprisingly to me to anyone else it's Final Fantasy 7 the original Ooh. Okay. So PS1 across three discs. Cool. Um, I'm presuming I have infinite memory card space because I'd like to save it at various will points. allow it in this situation, I think, yeah. Because one thing I like about Final Fantasy VII is the music. And then okay. I can load up these different saves, play the music out the TV, and sit back <laughs> and just have Don't actually play the game, yeah. You're just there for the for the soundtrack. I got the soundtrack just playing while I, you know, roast the coconut. You know what I never even thought about that. I genuinely took this as like, what games are we playing indefinitely, essentially? Uh, So for you to actually go the soundtrack approach is uh, (laughs) that's that's out the box thinking right there. I've I've completed it a number of times. I do enjoy it, um, but I had one of my games has the same sort of reasoning as well as that one that's why i was i was like i one of my games is exactly the same as this for this reason <laughs> but the same game <laughs> but it's very very similar for my reason of why i'm picking that game yeah that's Unreal. that's quite interesting well done cardinal great minds think well, alike yeah and and then for just another practicality purposes my final pick is called it's a pc game uh called hearts of iron 4 and it oh. is based entirely of a map Jesus of the world christ Oh god! I, so you can find out see, where you're stuck. I can see what island I'm on, and how close I am for it, or try and work out where I am. And then <laughs> the real question on that also, one is: Go ahead. The real question is: Are you playing Hearts of Iron and Football Manager concurrently? Or are you playing them side by side? Or are you uh, going a couple of hours at a time? How are we working this then? <laughs> <laughs> As I said, I presume I'm going to be here for a while. I hope I survive long enough to be found. Um, I'd say the Hearts of Iron dies out after about seven hours. Okay. You know, seven hours straight, solid playing. Then okay. you sort of get bored with it. So and then you can have a sleep, load up <laughs> Final Fantasy for a tune. Go to bed. Have a bit of a rave on in the in the desert. <laughs> but my point is, I've got a map, all right, and I can see the world. I can remind myself of the place I'm trying to get to. 
and then it plays my island in the world. I love that. I love that. Only you would make it. That's only amazing. you would make this. <laughs> only you would make this about learning. Oh dear! Right, Hearts of Iron, a map game. Oh, wow. And I, because of that, I've lost track. Is that two or three games? Is that there's three? That's that three. That's three, my yeah. three. That's all three. I've got Absolutely. music. Fantastic. The world. Oh, Office having technical issues here from the looks of it. But I think you've ticked all the boxes, right? You've got oh, no. um long-standing franchise. You've got banging soundtrack with a long-standing franchise. And you also have... <laughs> A long-standing franchise. You have games that have stood the test of time, essentially. Uh, I was really on fence about other games. About what I'm really missing is something a bit faster paced, a bit more action in there. A stable internet connection. Uh, well, well, I broke my cable. Even <laughs> oh, without, dear. even without a stable internet connection, I just, you know, I I was thinking about Half Life or some sort of shooter or something. Uh huh. Have just... we any honourable mentions actually in this? I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna allow an honourable mention. What, okay. what was your three, Cardinal? It was Football Manager, Final Fantasy VII, and Hearts of Iron Four. Final Fantasy VII. Because I don't have to play with any other humans. That's all right. I, was, I just completely lost it. Did you not see me during Tom talking about Death Stranding? I hit the thing out of my headphones. Don't you see? We're, we're so used to this now. We're such professional podcasters at this we point. We can just on, yeah. we can carry yeah. a conversation on seamlessly. I know that, but it, it just completely cut out on me there. I don't know. Uh, we are. I love just fucking... taking this out of the immersion of everything. <laughs> Sorry, I love I did a swear. This is staying in anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, as an honourable mention, I would say uh, the recent remaster of Half Life. Just to... okay. Just to have something, I would want something a, a bit, bit of a shooter, like yeah, something to a bit of a puzzle, a bit adrenaline, of shooter, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Sorry, boys. <laughs> there's a, there's a yourself, there's an edit point in there somewhere, I'm sure. Not a chance. <laughs> not a not a, We're yeah, gonna keep going here, yeah. <laughs> right, Tomahawk? Then tell us what games you're bringing on your desert island. Then what games are you playing? Should you ever find yourself in a scenario where you are stuck on a different? Desert island from Cardinal. This is not right. to see a island. Thank okay. goodness. Thank the Lord. <laughs> so I've gone a little bit different of mine. I figured I want to play three games that replayability is going to be key here. I want to play something that I've been able to put multiple hours in and multiple playthroughs in, something that's not going to be boring, rep repetitive, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. My first pick. I went with SSX Tricky <laughs> on the PlayStation nice. 2. <laughs> okay. And I don't know it's what it is about that game. Because I just, I loved it growing up. It was one of my favorite PS2 games ever. Uh, only as a side thought, the soundtrack in that is pretty excellent as well, especially once you get all your big multipliers and everything on the go. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you could just put a lot of man hours into that, into all the, the tracks learn all the shortcuts never really i don't might just be young tomahawk uh remembering but never the, the tracks never really got old even the tracks that you did rinse and repeat pretty consistently always found a, a new way to sort of breathe a bit of life into them so yeah it's a good game as well. i loved it i love ssx what a game it was, was tricky so tricky not my favorite 
Uh, my favorite one is actually SSX on tour, the PSP version. Okay. Surprisingly amazing. It is amazing. It has skiing and snowboarding, and it's a wee bit more Love open it. than tricky as well. Lover just loves games in his hands. I do. He's, he's mobile gaming at the minute now. I do. I, I love handheld gaming. It's, it is great. It just works, doesn't it? It's just bite size. But SSX Tricky is a great game. First time I ever played that was bef- before the PlayStation released, actually. HMV. Remember HMV? <laughs> they had the, they used to have the big demo units and they had about six of them downstairs in Belfast. And walk in, first thing it hit you was SSX Tricky on these six kiosks. What a game! What oh, a game. I love the game. Even the mechanic chaos? of like where you yeah chaos yeah yeah chaos like chaos. a chaos emerald. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> right, told. But no, it's just wee silly bits. Like even the wee mechanic to jostle yourself out of the gate to get yep. like your boost start essentially, and then the first thing you do is any border comes near you you just hit the right analog stick and just shove them out the way yes yes it's a great game and it's really addictive and it's one of those ones where it's really really skill based as well so the better you get at it the more fun you have with it what exactly a game. yeah what a great so game. if you're gonna be stuck on a desert island it's as good a game to start getting good at <laughs> yeah the only downside about it is the dj is it dj atomica is that what you call them <laughs> the most annoying voiceover announcer in a, a game ever. I think pretty sure it was DJ Tricky. Atomica. <laughs> I'm surprised Cardinal doesn't have that on his little soundboard there, but that's not oh, an invitation to go find it. Tonight, I'm not <laughs> going to touch it now. Please don't push any buttons. <laughs> so loud. What have you got next? Yeah, what, what is next? next? So I went a little bit uh, different on this one. I went with oh. the greatest game ever made it's mass effect 2 oh wow mass effect pretty much sits top of my best games ever played i think it's something it's it's near perfect i've done that story run through maybe about three or four times and that's big deep dives doing all the side character side missions uh maxing out everyone's loyalty and stuff like that it's a game that never really gets old for me mm-hmm. i think when you compare it to what Mass Effect 1 was, which was kind of just mainly RPG, it's two different games completely. Like They, they, they perfected the cover shooting system mm-hmm. and also retained this immersive RPG system, like a, a, the customization of your ship, your uh, crew, yourself. And actually, like they did so well of like building a load of likable characters it wasn't just like oh here's like two that you're gonna like and then there's the rest every character has their own like thing to bring to the table mm-hmm. yeah. and i don't know if you have you played mass, any of the mass effects really i i bought mass effect back in the day when it came out in 360 mm-hmm. and i think i got to at the point after you liberate the mines if that makes sense and then you and then the i I got to the point which was a boss was just tentacles coming out of a wall to know where i am and then exactly where you are that i know i will say one is a bit of a jarring experience it's horrible it's it's horrible (laughs) two two completely 
fixes everything with that. Yeah, it still kind of retains a lot of the story established in the first one and just elevates it to the game's. I I stand by this and I'll die on this hill. The game is nearly perfect. Okay, it's it's fun. It's funny. It's one of those games. Yeah, it has everything I would like in a game. But Mass Effect One. I mean, I I played it pretty recently on the PlayStation Four and got to exactly the same point, and then went, you know, I can't be bothered with this. It's it's the story. I don't I don't know what it. I don't I don't know what it is. But the voice acting is horrifically bad. Nobody talks like a human being, and even though you are an intergalactic police officer, effectively, it's yeah. like there's no stakes, and it. And I know it's trying to convey oh, to me that there yeah. are stakes, but I just nothing in it is convincing. It it's a horrible game. Mass Effect One's horrible, and it, it put me clean off playing Mass Effect. I've never played Mass Effect Two nor Mass Effect Three because my experience with One was so oh, no, bad. I can understand that when 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 One can be so off putting, it it does it knocks on into the into the later games as well. But um. <sighs> Two is kind of handy because you can just go. You don't have to import anything. You can pretty much just get fresh uh, a brief of what happened in the first game, mm. and kind of get a good idea for that. That's what I was going to say. Could I watch the story of Mass Effect One on YouTube and then play two? Exactly. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I've done that with a few games. I can't be bothered finishing. It feels like cheating, no? But the first one is a slow. <laughs> I don't even know how far in the game that was. It does. It doesn't seem very far. But six hours. It's, it's been out for a while. Yeah, I think it's okay at this stage. Yeah, but like yeah. Mass Effect Two is an interesting one because there's a part when you sort of get to the end game, it gives you the whole. Here's the chance to do all your upgrades and make all of the like your last minute bits because when you get to this point, you can't go back. Mm-hmm. So you have this option to like go and upgrade all of your crew, all of your ship, and stuff like that, and go and prep as much as you can for your final boss. So you go and do the mission, but then you'll meet a character who's been kidnapped. And they'll go to you, oh, you could have saved more of us had you been here quicker. So the game offers you this mechanic to go to the final encounter less prepared, but you'll save more people. More people. That's quite cool. And it nearly like makes you feel bad for doing it, but if you don't if you're not prepared, you will catastrophically fail that mission. Yeah, it is one of those <laughs> it's one of those like yeah, mechanics that's really cool the first time it happens and then because you know it's coming. <laughs> That's it, though. It's uh, I. I still find. I think every time I do it, I still try and do it to full completion as I can. But I think the game just has me hooked every time. And as you say, the the story doesn't change, but I you still kind of learn little bits each time, and you kind of oh, yeah. do new new bits each time as well. So I fully head and shoulders. It's one that. of the best games I've ever when, played. When, like, that. when you take an RPG like that and you replay it, you start appreciating other characters. Mm-hmm. and dialogues and things that happen there where you see them from a different perspective um, and that's, a, that's there's the yeah. replayability you're looking for that's it and then that brings me nice and lastly onto uh, the Walking Dead Telltale series really? Um, that's a strange a choice it's a movie I like... really really I've always enjoyed it I actually had the first season I actually have both seasons on the iOS. That's when I first started playing them. Right. Nice. So I had them as handhelds. I bought them every episode that got released. Obviously, we were waiting a couple of months for them yeah. to drop them. But 
uh like the lee everett story arc and the clementine story arc were just chef kiss yeah yeah the first season i think fantastic it's just it's story it's great storytelling it's good immersive storytelling and it's similar to the way mass effect was you're invested in the characters and you want to do right by them mm-hmm. yes and yeah like you feel bad when you get it wrong <laughs> oh yeah yeah this as good as the first season is of the walking dead the second season i think is better oh yeah. this the second season the final choice you have to make in that is the single hardest yeah. choice i've ever made in the game because there's no right answer nor oh. is there a wrong one but yeah i remember i streamed it you know back in the day oh, really? and i yeah i think i paused the game and then was like what do we do what do we uh, do that's here because you feel you feel bad no matter what decision you make really yeah the, the single hardest choice i've ever had to make in a game but i think that's what's so good about it because i remember reading the original walking dead show is that they didn't they wrote it and put it all out without having an end game for like the character of Rick. They just went, we just kind of want to see what the physical and uh, like limitations are of man when you put mm-hmm. them in such an impossible situation. And I think that that translates really well into the Telltale games. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but and again, it's sort of going back to the replayability thing. I could go back. I could pick that up tonight, and that experience will feel just as. Uh, you you you'll be just launched straight into that off the bat and you'll still feel equally as uh emotional at come the end of it. <laughs> yes, and I'm, I'm trying to think, is Doc in season one? Doc is in season one, uh, yeah. That kid. <laughs> I know. Uh yeah, that kid no, annoyed me, but I have hey. no way about you know, Walking Dead seasons what Telltale see. I have played Game of Thrones Telltale. I know what the crack is. I think that's a great choice to Desert Island because it's like watching a show. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a, it, yeah. I thought when you said it, I was like, "That's weird." It's a very, very short game. It's maybe two hours per episode, but yeah, it's like watching a movie. But when you put it over five episodes a season, then two seasons or three There's seasons, I think four. Is, four now, yes. Not including Michonne. So you have, you have a good th- catalog on that. Then you have the the Clementine trilogy, and then they have a fourth one, I think, beyond that as well. So. There's a good, there's a good catalog on that at least anyway. So, yeah. And as Cardinal says, it's kind of like just watching little episodic bits, and you can come back and forth in between every other game that you're going to be playing. That's a good one. Yeah. At first, I thought it was a straight choice, but yeah, it's something different. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, You island, Tom. Don't you let him? Yep. So we islands, and you still hear Lover's voice. That's a straight choice. What are you talking about? Terrible. That's a terrible game. (laughs) You made the wrong choice. Did you rescue me? No, not with that choice. <laughs> <laughs> which brings me to which brings me to me then. We coincidentally enough have been involved in three terrible, terrible either airplane or luxury yacht accidents and wind up in three completely different desert islands. What's the odds? So here's my three games I would pick. So first one is Bloodborne. I would bring Bloodborne. Bloodborne was on my list, but as I just said earlier, the, the mental taxing on that for me is it can't it can't be on the island with me. <laughs> Challenging. See, yeah, that's it. That's it. I had this between Bloodborne and Resident Evil 3 Nemesis on the PlayStation 1. 
and went with Bloodborne simply because Bloodborne is like it has a story and it has an end but it also has infinite replayability so you can play it with different builds different weapons you can sort of sequence break that game a little bit you know there's a lot of optional bosses mm-hmm. and stuff you could either opt in or opt out of fighting plus you can do there's a whole load of stuff in that game um plus if you're stuck on a desert island you can spend all that time exploring reading every item description and finally getting your head around what the story actually, actually is, is. Yeah. so what better time it's like reading a novel a dark grimoire fantasy novel that's what bloodborne is and it's a great 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 game as well by the way it is oh, hard but it is so rewarding there's not many games quite like it but i would have definitely in my rotation bloodborne bloodborne fantastic but no internet so i can't get can't get players in to help me with bosses i'm gonna have to stick with the ai campaigns and they're dreadful (laughs) i've had that experience at the minute (laughs) (laughs) and then second on my list then is one that's kind of similar to cardinals but not the same game obviously rock band 4 like, I am presuming on this desert island it has the full suite of instruments plus a microphone. <laughs> so just imagine. So Rock oh, Band Rock Band 4. I think Rock Band 4, they recently, Harmonics recently tied up and finished up on the, the weekly DLCs. They'll be running for six years at this point. And I think it has a library of songs. It's like 3,000 songs. Wow. Okay. It is a lot of music in that game, um, and it's all different genres and stuff. Yes, it's called rock band, but there's pop and there's rap and there's hip hop and all sorts of other sounds in it. So yes, like Cardinal, I would pick Rock Band Four. I would stick it on no fail mode, and you have a jukebox with over three thousand songs on it. Plus, when you get you know one too many coconut milks in you, <laughs> yeah. get the microphone out and start singing along. It's it's karaoke, baby. <laughs> That's it. You have to keep yourself entertained on this desert <laughs> island. That's I mean, it. you've got three games and an indefinite amount of time, so why That's not it. fire out a few tunes? That's it. Rock Band 4, what a game. Rest in peace. It is gone now for Fortnite Festival, whatever that is. <laughs> I could just imagine Love on this desert island with the drums strapped to his back, foot pedals, <laughs> with the guitar, a harmonica, the microphone, just full yeah. full one-man band. I, I, like I, Dick. Dick Van Dyke at the start of Mary Poppins, where he's boom, boom, singing the top of his hat and kicking cymbals on his feet. It's just whatever keeps the man happy, like. Yeah, it's a Bon Jovi. But it's a double whammy. It's a music jukebox plus uh, the ultimate time killer, because of course it has the endless set list, which it will play through every song in your library nonstop. What a challenge That's that a would be. Shot. That's a really good shout, actually. Yeah. So r- Rock Band 4 is mine. And then my last choice then is the obligatory Capcom reference. Beautiful. <laughs> I think you know what I'm going to say here, gentlemen. It's going to be Street Fighter, isn't it? It's Street Fighter 6, yeah. Yeah, Street Fighter 6. Right. You're talking about a game that has endless replayability. You're talking about a fighting game. Um, yeah, Street Fighter 6. For the simple, simple reason... Well, there's two simple reasons. One, it's an absolute great game. In my opinion, it's the best fighting game ever made. But come, people will disagree with that and come at us in the comments. I've no doubt about it. Um, <laughs> but mostly, the reason for it is, I've said this a lot of times in this podcast, I really, really, really love fighting games, but I'm not very good at them. And what better time to hit the lab than when I am stranded on a desert island? I am coming back from that island 
Evo ready. <laughs> I am spending every waking moment when not foraging for coconuts. I'm in the lab perfecting Ken in Street Fighter 6. That's what I'm doing. Street oh, Fighter 6. He's, he's a Ken man, ladies and gentlemen. You can't take it away from Ken is amazing. He's just Ken. Everywhere else he'd be a 10. <laughs> and if Don't you he... got that reference, you live a better life than I do. <laughs> Mark back to season one when we had the Street Fighter uh, fighting challenge. Oh, and brilliant. didn't choose Ken. I didn't choose Ken. I know. He's but been ruined no. that day ever since. Yeah. So, so Street Fighter 6, the only downfall to this is obviously the lack of online. Is who would I practice against? It would be the AI, <laughs> but I would be fantastic at Street Fighter. That's it. Your only drawback, your only drawback on a on a fighting game is that you miss the human element of the second. The monkey yeah. on the island might learn. Oh yes, okay. He will learn if he doesn't want to be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you'd be a Chunli yeah. man as well, so he would. He could tell is that oh, that look in his rub. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so mine was a whistle stop tour. I haven't went into too much detail in any of them because I think I spoke about all four, all three of them at length throughout this podcast history. So if you want to know any more about why I love these games, then just listen Go to back. the entire two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so Bloodborne, Rock Band Four, Street Fighter Six, they're my three desert island shit, games. Rock Band Four is, like, yeah. feels like the most sensible choice. Rock Band Four, honestly is a fantastic game and it is probably the best rhythm action game harmonics ever made plus it had some fantastic little touches um the playstation light bar and your controller um in rock band 4 there's strobe lights and all sorts of light effects like pyrotechnics and all and the light bar in the playstation 4 controller mirrors it so if red fireworks goes off the controller flashes Switch. red it's oh, so great. good it is so good plus the Crowd singing back to you when you're doing oh, really well. That, like it's nighttime on the island and you're on the beach playing that, and your PS4 controller is blasting like the light show. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Rock up his like, neighbor and island shouting, "Shut up, lover! Stop singing Freebird again!" Is that someone sending help? <laughs> no, it's Lover and Rock Band. But I didn't even think of that. That would get help if the airplane happened to fly over at night. Like, there's something going on there. There you go. There Some you mystical go. wizards doing things in that. We <laughs> <laughs> would be carpet bombed by the US. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Love is too busy hosting Fire Festival for one. <laughs> <laughs> right. That takes us there. That is our choices. And that takes us then to what the friends of the podcast, the listeners have give us some lists. I think we have about eight lists to get through. Tomahawk, uh, yes. do, do you want to go through one of yours? I'll go through one of mine. We'll just alternate till we come to the end. Yeah, happy days. I'm yep. happy enough to do that. Uh, what we'll do is I'm going to start off friend of the and again, underscore four. Uh, he hit me up with a, a, an interesting list. Unsurprising was one of his entries. He started off with Super Mario 64. And I think his justification for that to me was Get good at speedrun strats. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yep. So, if nothing else. For those go. who don't know, Andy Plays 94 is a Super Mario 64 speedrunner. If anyone touched.tv. <laughs> <He's, it's, laughs> 
it's definitely something is what it is. <laughs> it's good. It's very good. He, his next pick actually was Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, the big uh, open world oh, RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good shape. Really took me by surprise because if someone who doesn't own anything above the Nintendo 64, <laughs> to really go big RPG Dragon Ball Z, I can't can't fault that really. It's a real nerd choice, isn't it? It is, isn't it? <laughs> I'm all for it. It's not one that I put the time of the man hours in. The the tutorial, personally, for me, the tutorial bit. Oh, this is how you punch. This is how you kick. And I'm going, yes, I know. I just want to fight. No, leave me alone. Kick, punch. It's all in the mind. All in the mind. <sighs> There's a reference for the kids. <laughs> Bonus point for anyone who gets that at home. That's it. And then lastly, he's hit me up with Tech and Tag Tournament. Oh. He has fallen into the same pitfall as yourself, as what you are lacking. There is a, another is player two, essentially. The AI will only take you so far. But with Tech and Tag Tournament, you have Tech and Bowling. This is very true. Which is a great single-pair experience. Yeah, that's a great shite. That's a great shite, actually. I wish I said Tech and Tag Tournament. I genuinely thought, as soon as I had put this, the feelers out to him, I thought it was just going to be... Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. Mm. And he's he's, uh, yeah. he's come good there. Kakarot's a random choice, but fair play to him. That's a good it one. Is. That's a good one. I will do one of our my lists in. Um, and this one is from Jared from the Play Along podcast. Check them out. Mm. So his three games are... It, it would take a lot of time to get through these games, I will say that much. <laughs> the first one is Pokemon Emerald, which is a great, great, great shite. So it is. It's a big hefty game at not the pokemon game i would choose i would choose heart soul silver heart gold i think but okay. pokemon, pokemon emerald pokemon emerald's a great shot it's a great game and then a second game is zelda tears of the kingdom again okay. massive game yeah. massive game a lot of play time in that and then his third one is baldar's gate 3 Another huge RPG. Quite a large, like hefty hitters there. But Baldur's Gate Three is a great choice because how many different endings is there to that game? Infinite almost because you have I, different I endings per party member and everything. I think it's seventeen thousand yeah. scenarios. Wow. So you just think you never seeing all them. Even if you were stranded in the desert, I have nothing else to do or anyone to talk to or anywhere to go. Yeah. You're never seeing all of them. That's a good show. It's a well. great show. You can use that time to get good at the, the the build aspect in Tears of the Kingdom and you get to go and make a Mecha Godzilla across Hyrule. That would be the dream right there. Build something in Zelda to get you off that island and then exactly. weep tears when you realise it won't help you in reality. <laughs> <laughs> Try to emulate what you're doing in Zelda to get you off the island. It's a shite like. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, uh, this brings it back to me then. Uh, another friend of the podcast, a former guest, uh, Siran. Oh. Check him out as well on TikTok and uh, Twitch, I think. I think so. Here and there. Really? He went with Pokemon oh. Soul Silver. There we go. Yeah. That's a went, Pokemon game. He went straight off the bat with a heavy hitter there. Boom. Uh, he also came out with Sonic Adventures 2. Brackets. Of he did. Brackets the goat. <laughs> of course, he went for Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, yeah, Sonic and Shadow levels are good. The rest of it's poor. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, he's come up with Elder Scrolls Skyrim. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. Why not? So I, I think. was thinking this, but which I think is a great pick because if you're really bored, that has like a thousand books, which are all writ fully written. Yeah, you can go and open them up and read through all these stories <laughs> and lore to your heart's content. Incredible scenes. Yeah, that's a good list. That's not bad at all. Sonic yeah, Adventure Two. Skyrim's yeah. Skyrim's very much a, a time killer. Like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And a game I couldn't get into, you know. Didn't like it. Hated the combat. What? I didn't like the combat in it at all. Never get into it Skyrim. Didn't like you? Well, good. <laughs> then it's the feelings, Mitchell, isn't it? Well, there was different builds. What were you trying? Try a better one? No. Oh. <laughs> I tried games once and never again. One and done. <laughs> Look what Mass Effect. Look what I did to Mass Effect. It's in the dirt. <laughs> right. Back to these lists. This one is from Marissa Eakenberry. And her choices oh. were. I think this one's a great shout to be fair to it. The Sims. Now there is um, a game I you can play to, forever. Yeah. I saw the this Sims. on Twitter to your ex and I thought it was a brilliant shout. Really good shout. Any specific entry or just Sims? Just oh. the Sims. I'm presuming okay. I'm presuming we're going to go Sims 3 because that's generally considered the best one, isn't it? Yeah. Where it had the children and stuff that's like a good that. good shout actually. Like it's, uh, she can create a life... Where she wasn't living on a desert <laughs> island. It's, not just a life. it's a whole town community, you know, or different families yeah, and people or whatever, and different careers to choose from. And pets as well, of course. Oh, right. You can that's keep pets. a virtual pet. What do you mean? What else would you want? Um, the next choice is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I think we spoke about not that long ago on the podcast, you know? Well, have I tried it, my hand in it, and I think it too much too soon in the game it just got a I, bit overwhelming for me i was the same you, you load it up and just get bombarded with icons in the map but there's a lot to do in it not keep you busy for a brave eye while as long as That's you can right. deal with the ubi softness of it all he's uh, skilled mode is gonna give me a phone call later on shouldn't me for slagging it off marissa um, don't you worry these lads are just a bit scared of history and then the last choice then for marissa was animal crossing new horizons which i believe is the switch version possibly yes the latest animal crossing right it is isn't it yeah yeah yeah, which was one with with the islands obviously animal crossing is a great one actually because it's a game that also isn't bound by doing the story you could just get your house you're told you owe Tom Nook. And then you don't have to do anything narrative related. You could just go off and... I don't think there is this. Per- yeah, there, there is no story the whole, involved. The, the whole premise is like you're just paying back your debt. That's yeah, it. it's mortgage sim. You don't have to do that. You can go off and live in the woods for all the world cares. Yeah. yeah. And go off it, on a desert island, who knows? And if this is the Switch version, you have the whole designer element where you can design like wallpapers and your sofa and your bed and all that sort of stuff. So you can spend a lot of time literally drawing on this. I remember yeah. it was huge lockdown. Oh, I don't, everyone I, was playing. It took everyone by shock, and I think you include Nintendo because I think this game sold like 50 million copies. All because yeah, of lockdown. People time, wanted. Yeah. People want an escape from their reality and flocked to Animal Crossing. I remember my Twitter, as it was at the time, my timeline at one stage was just people like screenshots of their little interior avatars, memes about 
New Horizons. It's just huge. Incredible. Incredible game. But yeah, but yeah, that was Marissa Aikenbury's list of games. Perfect. So back round to me then. So we had this from uh, Eugene Furphy. He hit us up with this is the problem I think I have with this list. It's a good list, good games, but I think that they're short-lived. Okay. So I think he's gone down the I can play route. So he started off on shot four. Okay. But I check. also, but I also think he's gone for the literal desert island thought there. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The game's set on desert islands. Next so one's there. We are Treasure Island, Desi. <laughs> Uh, so I, I think that's a solid, solid game. He's also hit me up with Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Yep. Okay. That would have been and... on my honorable mentions because. Yeah, absolutely. That has, that has replayability. Uh, a massive, amount. yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one threw me by. Uh, maybe you guys can help me justify this one. God of, but the original one for the PlayStation Two. God of War. Yeah. Um, kind of where I that that I mean it's took away from the, the like what were the the first two games now. I don't know if God of War One had this. I'm pretty certain God of War Two had it, but it was wasn't there the score attack mode in that as well? I think where you so. replay segments of the game and just try to get a high score and got. Like, I think what he's got for there is the hack and slash element. It's just it's mindless to take your fun. mind off stuff. It's mm-hmm. just mindless. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's a that, really so. good game. <laughs> That's not it, it, God it, of War is a good game. It's a very good game. I just I think it was one of those ones that, right? But that's what if that's the route that I think he's gone down. Mm-hmm. It's for the it's for a bit of mindless hack and slash just to yeah. put in put in some man hours. Really, it's a really interesting list. So what was it? Metal Gear Solid Three, God of Uncharted War One, no, Uncharted Four. I mean, they're all yeah. top games. Like let's be that's honest. it. Yeah, they're all like top of their respective uh uncharted 4 is the best uncharted isn't it it is i mean comfortably so as well it's a kind of what it's about 12 hours 12 14 something yeah so you're that that, that, that i think that's where i'm thinking is the the, the games aren't humongous no but that's... i think they're iconic and, and replayable i think is so is where it's Plus, isn't Crash Bandicoot in Uncharted 4? So you have at least one level of Crash Bandicoot there as well. Right, Two yes. games of one. Crafty, Eugene. Crafty. <laughs> so yeah, no, I very, it's, a, it's a good list. Very, very solid it's list, Eugene. good games. Like, really good games, Vernus. Um, my next list then is from Under the Moons. And you can find him on YouTube. Check out his oh. channel. He loves his Outcast. Which is, ironically, one of his games. Outcast 99. Um, and he specified on PC. Um, I didn't know it came out in anything else. I know it was on Dreamcast, but yeah. Outcast 99 on the PC. And then his second one, Divisive. Oh. Toy Story 2 on the PlayStation. Where did that come from? Oh, I, have, I asked him the exact same question. What? <laughs> um, his response was, I don't know why I like it. I know it's not that good, but maybe I just want to be Buzz Lightyear. And I mean, fair enough. It's a game he likes. That's yeah, it. you can't take him away from that. We can't. We can't. Maybe fan maybe, interaction and ridicule them. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> no, from a home. It's on a desert island that connects him to past family. That's it. Plus, it has little bits of the movie in there, in glorious like one forty p. But it has bits of the movie. 
And then his last choice then is Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection, which is a wise choice. Three games and one. Three great games. Yeah, it's one, two, and three. Oh, nice. Well played. Mm -hmm. So that's it. You're getting your money's worth on that one. Yep. So Uncharted. So Outcast, Toy Story 2, and Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection, was under the moon's list. Good games. Well, uh, it's good, very good games. Well, Toy Story is questionable, but and I, I cast. I remember that being I, I, decent. In fairness, did I cast? I think is being remastered, right? I, I thought with the remasters no. already out, is it not getting a sequel? So the first one was called Outcast, well, the first encounter, and I'm pretty sure yeah. the one coming out is Outcast, the second encounter. It looks it's pretty like, cool. I, I saw some videos I think of it's it today. Next month and a demo mm-hmm. just released or something, or is about to release. So. I, and, and Under the Moons is doing a job of promoting that. So yes, yes. Mention that. Check out his YouTube. Check out his YouTube. <laughs> it is good. He's very, very professional, and his YouTube is really good. <laughs> oh, brilliant! So I think that takes us lastly to my brother Johnny. He okay. came up with originally his list was GTA Five. Good shape. Uh, Elden Ring. Mm, okay. And originally he did have. Uh, well, he settled on The Witcher 3. Okay. But he Big did games. give me another game earlier, and he changed his mind because I had to remind him that he's played Witcher 3 about 500 times. Okay. <laughs> and he went, oh, I do like that. Can I change my answer? Arkham City. He did originally say Arkham City. Okay. Good. That's a- like you know, Like three quite big worlds in those games. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say like GTA 5 has infinite like content because of online but we don't have online here so you've got maybe this... gta 5 infinite you know non-story stuff at least anyway. yeah yeah mm-hmm. it, it, i think when i i played that game on the 360 when it came out but i got 100 percent in the game and i think it took me something like 80 hours okay it was a long out of haul that game yeah so yeah good shite there's three three big games big, the witcher big games, 3 is massive especially if you're going to go for the complete edition with the two dlcs, two DLCs yeah. and elden ring is the one that we've had a very long topic of conversation off record about uh he's deleted and reinstalled that game about three or four times now and i think he's finally now committing to it committing to te- keeping it uninstalled or Keep, keep playing it, installed it and playing it yeah right okay <laughs> so in that same breath he then texted me and said i think bloodborne's actually good and i may have been too quick to turn it away <laughs> listen here johnny all right i'm sick of this bloodborne is the best from software game all right without a doubt this is the end of the conversation right here let's just have <laughs> an asterisk here love has never played elden ring and at I, some stage of his life he is i will to. I will, and I will love it, and then I'll go like I will retract my previous points. <laughs> but until that day, I do have one more list here. We'll get through it. Um, it is from Susan, who's better known as It Hurts to Poop on Twitter. <laughs> and to be fair, I think he's won this game. Uh, it's the greatest list I have ever seen. That's here. And been his holding li- this back all day. <laughs> his list is Knack Two. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And his third choice is a spur disc for Knack 2. <laughs> what is Knack 2? Knack 2. Knack is that PlayStation 4 platformer Mark Cerny created. You're the little robot and you can collect bits and get bigger. It's not very good. 
this is like it hurts the poop shtick every time he says what games do you want to see this summer knack 2 or knack <laughs> 3 <laughs> even after the xbox thing earlier on it's like what surprised you the most he's like microsoft are making knack 3 <laughs> it's a great list knack 2 symphony of the night and a spare disc for knack 2 just in case sound gets in it it's a very real concern these discs are they will get scratched so it is smart road salt water it is smart to have a spare disc for your favorite game of all time (laughs) well done it hurts the pit whatever whatever floats your boat i suppose well done for that (laughs) speaking of floating your boat i would just like to mention some honorable honorable mentions of games i would not like to bring okay i'll have on the desert islands uh the first one is raft where you are crafter survival on a raft Yes. Hopping from island to island, trying to find civilization, putting together a boat of wood and bamboo, and uh, succeeding in life. Mm. Uh, the next one I would not like to have is Green Hell, which is another landed on an island survival crafting game. But you're stuck in a rainforest situation, and okay. you constantly and it, a lot of mental stuff like you try to okay. stop yourself going crazy and there's maybe natives on the island that are also going to kill you hmm. and then finally it's stranded deep which is I a know. game about being stranded yes. on an island where you die all the time with exposure or cuts and things and try and build a you know shelter for yourself on a desert island this is incredible I like this. All the stuff not to bring is island survival games. Yes. <laughs> We're survival. It's a vision of what's going to happen to you. <laughs> On that, in that vein, you may as well throw the forest. Sons of the forest. I was, yeah, was going to say well. Sons of the Forest or, yeah, Subnautica as well. Yeah. Subnautica. Fantastic. Brilliant stuff. Yeah. So, yes. With that all said, the games we would bring and the games Cardinal wouldn't bring. Let's bring this home. Let's go to the wrap-up section, gentlemen. Yeah. Right, one, two, three. That is it, gentlemen. Another episode all wrapped up. The last of our side quests before season three. Season three is right around the corner. It is next Monday. When it is coming back, it's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. It's going to be more competitive. Who knows who's going to win? I tell you, who hasn't won yet? I've got this. Hmm. Cardinal, Cardinal has his championship <laughs> cup as well. Tomahawk has no championship cup. Is that going to change in season three? Probably Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But make sure you're subscribed to the podcast or you follow the podcast, depending on where you're listening to, to make sure you catch season three in all of its glory. And... Yeah, that's it. We'll just do a wee quick recap of all the socials and stuff. We are everywhere on the internet. We are on Twitter. We are on Twitch. We are on Instagram. We are absolutely everywhere. If you want to follow us anywhere on the internet and see more content from High Scores High Stakes, the easiest place to get all of it is highscoreshighstakes.com. There you'll find all of our links to all the socials. There you'll find articles, news articles about PlayStation opinion pieces from us four. It is getting new content on a regular basis nowadays. Um, so highscoreshighstakes.com. And with that being said, shall we share the game for Season 3, Episode 1? I think so. I we've, think we've so. We've held on. We've held on long. 
kickflip has kickflip the audience here. People are clamoring to know what season three, episode one is going to be, and it is a speed run of the warehouse level in Pony Hawk's Pro Skater One Plus Two. So a speed run of the warehouse in Tony Hawk's is uh, season three, episode one, and that will be with you on Monday. So with all that out of the way, gentlemen, the last thing to say is, I've been Mr. Lover Lover. This has been High Scores, High Stakes. See you Monday. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Adios. That's right.